Time is the most valuable thing a man can spend. Theophrastus. Lost time is never found again. Benjamin Franklin. Time is what we want most, but what we use worst. William Penn. And of course, who can say where the road goes, where the day flows, only time. Enya. There are 24 hours in a day, and I could likely fill all 24 with a continuous podcast where I just recite quotes about time. What it is, why it matters, how we use it, how we should, how we shouldn't. A couple of weeks ago, I spent a chunk of this thing called time with my son Radic. 87 hours, to be exact. My wife was away over five days, and it was just me and him from 5 p.m. Thursday until 8 a.m. Monday. Now, I spend time with my son often. However, this time was different. What made it different wasn't just the amount of time or that it was consecutive. It was that it was just me and him, rad and dad time, as we call it. And I had cleared my calendar of all other responsibilities. Truth is, this is part of the reason we didn't release a Where There's Smoke episode on March 8th. I wanted this time with my son, unencumbered, no distractions, no responsibilities outside of him, just us spending time together. The kind of time many call quality time. In his seminal 1995 book, The Five Love Languages, Gary Chapman outlines five ways to express and experience love with others. Those five languages are, in no particular order, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, physical touch, and quality time. Partially defined as giving someone your undivided attention, Gary writes, a central aspect of quality time is togetherness. I do not mean proximity, Togetherness has to do with focused attention. A husband who is watching sports on television while he talks to his wife is not giving her quality time because she does not have his full attention. There is a charming cartoon on the Five Love Languages website which summarizes quality time. And at the end of it, the following phrase appears. For some people, nothing says I love you like your full, undivided attention. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. May I have your attention, please? Reflecting on that weekend with my son, I realized two things. One, how often my time with him is more quantity than quality. And two, how different and awesome quality time is. You see, approximately 7.3 times a day, my son asked me this question. Dad, can you play with me? And as much as I love him, sometimes playing with him can feel like a job. After playing cars with him for 10 or 15 minutes, I'm thinking, okay, I'm done here. But the sad truth is, when I think back on some of those moments, I realize that I wasn't even there in the first place. But during these 87 hours with him, I found that somewhere during the second or third day, 
I really clicked into that space of just being with him, into his space. I was there. And you know what? It was awesome. I mean, when Monday rolled around, as much as I love what I do, all I wanted to do was keep playing with Rad. For most of us, relationships make up the fabric of our lives. And as you will hear later in the show, the quality of our relationships has been shown to strongly impact our health and happiness in life. Live long and prosper. And yet, what are we all doing to nurture these relationships? We want people to open up to us, to be honest, vulnerable, authentic, but most of the time, we are not setting the stage for true connection. So quality time isn't just important with our sons or daughters, or husbands, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends. It is important in all of our relationships. So what can we do to nurture the most important relationships in our lives? Why are these relationships so important? And how can we create the kind of quality time that will make a difference before it's too late? Welcome to Where There's Smoke, the show where we explore self-development through the lens of current events, pop culture, and experience. This week, we are talking quality time. Why is it so important? How can we create it? And in that conversation, we are joined by Jim Shields, creator of the Family Board Meeting Strategy, plus the long-awaited return of WTS Digs. My name is Brett Gaida, and I am your host. The same thing happened when we said this, where it just kind of morphed into, okay, the family board meeting strategy. And, and what that basically said is, you know, we're all, we all know what a board meeting is in theory. You know, once a quarter, you get together as a company, you review the last 90 days, and then you, you look ahead to the next 90 days. And I said, well, why can't we do that with, with our children? You know, it's already embedded in us as entrepreneur businessmen. You know, why can't we give that honor to our children? Why can't we treat them like our largest clients or our most important investors or key team members. Let's do that for them. That is Jim Shields, successful business owner and the author of the 2015 book, The Family Board Meeting, Is Business Success Hurting Your Family? Jim created something called the Family Board Meeting Strategy, which is a simple strategy for busy entrepreneurs, business owners, and professionals to begin connecting, deepening, and strengthening their relationships with their children. I was turned on to this book by a friend shortly after it was released, and I was instantly intrigued by the concept of quality time over quantity time, and how that impacts our relationships with our kids. As some of you know from previous episodes of Where There's Smoke, my father is someone I love dearly, and as a child, he was one of my heroes. My father passed away when I was 18 years old. In the years that followed, I would often find myself in conversation with my mom about him, asking her questions and just wanting to get a better understanding of this man who I would never get to know as an adult. I remember one of these times we were reminiscing about the vacations we took together when I was growing up. As a family, we did at least one big vacation a year, sometimes two. Everything from the beaches of Antigua to the mountains of Banff to the sand dunes of Picton. What the flip was grandma doing at the sand dunes? 
And in that conversation, my mom shared with me how important those trips were to my dad and that he was adamant about making them happen, that he felt like those trips provided us with opportunities to talk, to connect, to build memories. In articles in the New York Times, Huffington Post, and others, William Doherty, a family social science professor at the University of Minnesota, shares his beliefs that vacations provide powerful bonding opportunities for parents and children, and that the time spent together as a family on vacation is often what adults remember most about their childhood. It is as if these memories contain more mass than what happens day to day. And perhaps they do. Perhaps the density you feel is quality time. A vacation, son! We'll spend some real quality time together. My dad worked hard, and that work required him to travel. Now that I am a father and someone who also travels for work, I'm sure he wished he was home more. It must have been tough for him to go away when we were little. And I bet he thought, man, I can't be there all the time. But what we lack in quantity will make up in quality. And he did that. And I think because he did, I remember my childhood as being a time where my dad was always around, even though I know he wasn't. The quality of the moments we had outweigh, in my mind, other times when the quantity may not have been there. So following those 87 hours with my son, I found myself thinking about all this, and I was reminded of Jim's book, a book that I had downloaded last year, but had still not read. And so almost simultaneously, I read Jim's book and sent him an invitation to come on the show and talk about this idea of quality time. The seed of the family board meeting strategy actually started with business trips. For a few years, Jim had been taking trips with partners, and in an effort to improve their efficiency while in their meetings, the day started not in a boardroom, but on a surfboard. Ready, let's surf! Come on! See, don't play with me, see? We're surfing! Yeah! Yes! They would decompress by going surfing in the morning and then be able to cut off all distractions and be very productive in the afternoons. And as a fun play on words, they called these trips board meetings. And it was these board meetings that inspired Jim to take concepts he was using as an entrepreneur and apply them as a father. Yeah, it was, it was uh, with my sons. and both um, My daughter's biological. Both my sons are adopted. I adopted them when they were seven and five. So stepping into that role is like, you know, talk about awkward. You know, there was already trust issues for good reason. Um, you know, my wife was divorced with full custody. I mean, I talk about all this in the book, as you know, but um, how was I going to get below the surface? How was I going to um, really connect? And the closest connections and friends that I had been making over the years was from exactly these principles, stepping out of the norm, separating, decompressing, having some sort of experiential education, like surfing, which doesn't have to be. It's not like that for every one of our board meetings, doing something fun and then just having time to reflect and connect. And I said, you know what, I need to start doing this with my sons and I need to do it, I need to do it consistently because let's face it, us entrepreneurs are, are achievers, but we're not always consistent, <laughs> you know. So it was really with my son to connect with him and, and help him through some, 
through some tough times. And so Jim created and put into action what came to be known as family board meetings. So I just, I made a promise the day that I started them, I would never stop. And for five years now, we've never missed one. Every quarter, there is a board meeting. Every quarter, without a doubt. So what is a family board meeting? In our conversation, Jim shared that part of the power of the FBM strategy is in its simplicity. And I agree. As a matter of fact, I can tell you how it works in one minute. Really? Just one minute? Yeah. Time me. Do you want to bet? All right. Well, what's the bet? Well, if, I I mean when, I do it, you have to reveal something embarrassing about your childhood to our audience in this show's credits. Okay. But if you don't, then you have to, right? Well, yeah, but I'm not going to lose. So, it's a bet? All right. You're on. Okay. Start the clock. Here's how it works. Once a quarter, you will have a board meeting with your child. It must be a minimum of four uninterrupted hours. It can be longer, eight hours overnight, but a minimum of four hours so you can achieve the decompression necessary. In addition to the time frame, there are only three other steps to success. You must, one, be one-on-one with your child. It's just you and me, kid. Two, have no electronics. I have your cell phone. Oh my gosh! No wonder no one's been calling me. Three, do a fun activity of the child's choosing with focused reflection. Yeah, let them be in charge. We're always kind of calling the shots for the most part. So let let them get ownership by planning the day. And they get so excited. And as Jim puts it in his book, the result of this mix of elements is a perfect combo, just like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Fuck! 57 seconds. Nailed it! It's peanut butter jelly time! Peanut butter I can't wait to hear your embarrassing story in the credits next. Now, just like a PB&J sandwich, you'll only see partial results if you only use part of the formula. And a key part of the family board meeting formula is focused reflection. So we're basically using experiential education to deepen the relationship with our kids and have fun at the same time. I mean, it's like a double plus. And what experiential education tells us, it says put, our, put your students in direct, inspiring experiences that invoke uh, curiosity, the development of values, questions. You know, and after you do the event, save time for focused reflection. That's when you actually discuss the event and, and start to clarify things and concrete the lesson that could have just occurred from it or open up into other things. So this focused reflection happens after the event, never during. And it is as easy as asking one simple question. The number one question is basically, if you want a starting point, is just say, what was your favorite part of today and why? That's it. That's the starting point. And you can go into deeper, more advanced questions, but we don't need to go there. I mean, start with that and you'll be amazed at where it goes. Now, when you get to the focused reflection, Jim warns, Don't ruin the moment by trying to teach your son or daughter the next 55 lessons they absolutely have to learn by next week. And this insight goes for all quality time created in all forms, personal or business. Quality time is focused on listening with a goal of understanding what's going on for the other person. 
It's not about trying to fix everything in the moment or being the person's coach or guru. Relax, all right? My old man, he's a television repairman. He's got this ultimate set of tools. I can fix it. You can't fix this car, Smokali. Now, Jim has been sharing the family board meeting strategy for years. And he now leads family boardroom retreats for parents and their kids. Not surprisingly, though, when I asked him about the most impactful family boardroom experience he has had or seen, it was the one closest to home. When I first got together with my wife, and we definitely fell in love right away, um, and the boys and I hit us off famously, I had to earn my spot, though, uh, for sure. And with my oldest son, you know, I had my work cut out for me because when I first came into his life, uh, he had just been put on the spectrum at school for autism. Uh, he was doing horrible and close to failing. And he suffered every night from night terrors. And if you don't know what those are um, out there, it's, you're, you're very lucky. Uh, because it's when your child wakes up in a half-conscious state screaming and terrified. And it can take hours to get them back to sleep. And I had already been working with entrepreneurs and their kids. And now it was my chance to put the practice into place for myself. Um, and I can tell you the breakthroughs I had in that first year with him where I got to explain to him that we got to have fun together. He got to build trust with me. I got to say, hey, I'm here for you. You don't have to worry about anything ever again that might have happened in the past. Um, it made all the difference. And my wife and I can look back still and see the moments when these breakthroughs and these transformations happened. And within one year, Brett, of, of doing these board meetings, uh, they retracted the diagnosis of autism. They admitted it was a mistake. And I knew it wasn't, it was stress. Wow. Um, he went from failing to uh, getting the most improved student in the third grade. He got an award at the end of the year and he was beaming uh, when he got it. And most important to me and my wife, within a year, the night terrors were completely gone. And it just shows there's no substitute for quality time. And if we can give it consistently, consistently, with, with the right combination of principles, I'm telling you, Brett, it can move mountains. And it did that for me, um, and, and it continues to do it for other people. When you dig into the effects of quality time with people in our lives, you start to realize how powerful it is, from childhood to adolescence and throughout our adult years. Studies show that when parents spend quality time with their kids, those kids have a stronger emotional bond with them exhibit better communication skills with family members and other children, and they do better in school. In her article, Quality Time versus Quantity Time, Why Modern Parents Need to Switch Off Their Phones, Dr. Sarah Cassidy writes, one of the single best predictors of intellectual advancement in children is the amount of face-to-face -face conversation kids get with their parents. And as kids become teenagers, studies show more benefits Adolescents with higher quality emotional relationships with their parents exhibit fewer behavioral problems and are less likely to engage in violence. And then there is all of us in adulthood. Whether we have kids or not, the quality of all of our relationships and how we are nurturing them or not has been shown to directly impact us being healthy and happy as we go through life. Thank you.
Robert Waldinger is part of a team of researchers on the Harvard study of adult development. The study is enormous in scale. It has followed 724 men over 75 years. Year after year, this team has asked these men about their work, their home lives, and their health. They've interviewed these men at their homes, read through their medical records, tested their blood, scanned their brains, and even talked with their wives and children. Here is Robert sharing some of the results of the study in a TEDx talk entitled, What Makes a Good Life? Lessons from the Longest Study on Happiness. What are the lessons that come from the tens of thousands of pages of information that we've generated on these lives? Well, the lessons aren't about wealth or fame or working harder and harder. The clearest message that we get from this 75-year study is this. Good relationships keep us happier and healthier, period. Many of our men, when they were starting out as young adults, really believed that fame and wealth and high achievement were what they needed to go after to have a good life. But over and over, over these 75 years, our study has shown that the people who fared the best were the people who leaned into relationships with family, with friends, with community. So what about you? Robert goes on to explain that people who are more socially connected to family, to friends, to community, are happier. They're physically healthier, and they live longer than people who are less well-connected. People who are more isolated than they want to be from others find that they are less happy, their health declines earlier in midlife, their brain functioning declines sooner, and they live shorter lives than people who are not lonely. And when it comes to relationships, the study is very clear. Similar to what Gary Chapman says in The Five Love Languages, proximity is not togetherness. Quality matters. And we know that you can be lonely in a crowd and you can be lonely in a marriage. So the second big lesson that we learned is that it's not just the number of friends you have and it's not whether or not you're in a committed relationship, but it's the quality of your close relationships that matters. And as we finish this episode, I want to come back to my conversation with family board meeting creator, Jim Shields. As we were wrapping up, Jim turned the tables and he asked me a question. Let me ask you this, Brett. What, what advice do you think your dad would give to you for, for you and I right now as dads? You know, having <sighs> him being such, such a good dad, just out of curiosity, what do you, what do you think he, advice he'd give us? And pending some major advances in Ouija board technology, I think this is the closest we'll ever get to actually having my dad on the show. Well, I mean, I certainly think, you know, there would be something around really soaking in the time you have. I think my dad, he was an ambitious guy. He, he did some pretty amazing things in his life, considering he came to this country when he was 13, didn't speak the language. I don't think he would have been the guy that said, oh, don't work so much. Like, I think he understood he had to work, but mm -hmm. I think he would say to us, hey, 
almost like be on or off, you know, make sure that, that, you know, when you, that time you do have make, you know, be there, make the most of it. And I'll tell you, I just wrote that down, be on or off. How simple but profound is that? Be on or off. And how many times are we in limbo where we say we're going we're gonna to spend this quality time with them and we're, we're trying to sneak in a text. We're trying to sneak in a quick email. We're trying to thumbs up a post. I mean, you're not fully engaged. You're in that limbo. You're, you're not on and you're not off. And, and really, neither one gets done properly. Now, I don't know what you believe in when it comes to the grand scheme of things. But we are talking about time today. And some say that linear time is an illusion, that everything that has happened and will happen is happening right now, that the universe happens all at once and we just experience it as a linear event. And if that's true, well, perhaps my dad is still here somewhere. And maybe those words be on or off did come from him as personally I've never spoken them before but even if linear time isn't real if it's some sort of illusion well it's the illusion we got and the fact is that all time is indeed created equal where it becomes unequal is in how we choose to spend it Jim Shields created a way to ensure that more quality time existed in his life. And then he decided to share that strategy with others. And the framework of the family board meeting can also be implemented with other family members, friends, coworkers, or business teams. And while we're free to borrow from him, we can also create our own methods to make sure that we spend our time how we want to. Hmm. Maybe I'll institute the rat and dad 87 every quarter. Quality time is key if you want to deepen a relationship or keep a relationship. So ask yourself, what are the most important relationships in your life right now? How much quality time are you giving the people that matter the most to you? As Jim said to me, go deep instead of wide. Time is in your hands. What are you going to do with it? I want to give a special thanks to Jim Shields for taking the time to talk with me. If you want to learn more about family board meetings, go to qualitytimerevolution.com. There you can see a 10-minute talk Jim gave when he was first launching the idea, and you can get a free download of the ebook. It is a quick read and worth your time. Hey, everybody. Hey. This is Nick. <laughs> this is Brett. 
And guess what? What? We're in the same room. <laughs> we are in the same room. Recording a dig segment. I can like I'm staring right at Nick right it's now. It's actually a little uncomfortable. <laughs> a little, maybe I should turn around. It's a little uncomfortable. Uh, Brett's in town for some work, and we got to do a lot of the show here in uh, what are you calling this? Where this there's is smoke. WTS Studios Central. Central. Is there yeah. a south? No, there's a west and a north. Okay, so we're here. This is, of course, WTS Digs. It's been a while. It has been a while. And uh, this is, of course, a segment where we talk about the things that we love and like and that uh, is getting us inspired or we're just watching and loving. And yeah. So do you want to go first or me go first? Um, I'll go first. All right. All right. So first off, before I give my dig for this week, Nick, I just want to give a quick shout out to a past dig, uh, the documentary Amy, which is one of my past digs, which went on to win the Academy Award. But mostly I wanted to share that it's now available on Netflix. So mm-hmm. awesome documentary. If you have Netflix, check it out. Now, my dig for this week, uh, we just celebrated St. Patrick's Day, right? Yes. Which, by the way, is like probably the weirdest holiday we celebrate. <laughs> I don't know anything about <laughs> like it. It makes no sense that we celebrate this holiday. It's probably just an excuse to drink. I don't want to offend anybody who has like a like a real relationship with it, but I Fair don't enough. actually know anything about it. Fair enough. So this holiday kind of inspired my dig because my dig is... An experience, okay, which really comes in the form of two drinks. And actually, it's kind of two shots. My dig is a pickleback. Oh, God. (laughs) Now, I know. Now, hold on. Now, for those of you who think that Pickleback is a really bad rock band from Canada, no, that's Nickelback. So a a back, right, when you have a drink, if you order a back, it's like something to go with your regular drink. So someone might order a scotch and a water back, and you would get a glass of scotch neat, and Mm -hmm. you would get another glass with water in it. Okay. So a Pickleback is the same thing, except it's a shot of whiskey, and in the other glass is a shot of pickle juice. Is, is this... So this is our, definitely our first beverage-related Beverage-related dig. dig. This is a real thing. I'm giving kudos to my friend Aaron for introducing this concoction to me. And now, in turn, I'm introducing it to you. Um, so we were out for St. Patrick's Day, and Aaron joined us. And we ended up having three picklebacks. And I just was... I don't really do alcohol anymore. I drink beer, and I drink wine. Uh, I certainly don't do shots anymore. But I have to say... As strange as it might sound, a shot of whiskey, and you can pick your whiskey, right? Jack, Crown Royal, Johnny Walker, Makers, whatever your favorite whiskey is. And then a shot of pickle juice, which surprisingly, more pubs than you realize not only have, but they're willing to put into a shot glass for you. It actually is surprisingly good. So much like people probably thought peanut butter and chocolate together seemed like a horrible idea at one point in time. All right, all right. I'm just going to put it out there, a pickleback. Is my dick. You know what's funny is that this is going to be the thing that we hear the most. Of course. Of all of the digs <laughs> we've done, everyone's in the, it's gonna take the nation by storm. Uh, like, all oh, right, about picklebacks. Picklebacks. You gotta have a pickleback. So that's my dig. Okay. First beverage related <laughs> dig. All right, Nick. So what is your dig for the week? Well, I can't compete with something so much. So that's so fun. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I know you're a fan of Louis, right? I am a fan of Louis. Uh, Louis C.K. Sorry, I'm not on a first name basis with him. Uh, but he, a couple months ago, just dropped a new show. Like, he just was like, hey, guys, I have a new show on my website. It's called Horace and Pete, and it is not for somebody who's looking to laugh. <laughs> Often how uh, his show Louis has sort of morphed away from a comedy into just something else. Horace and Pete is, uh, uh, it's at times devastating. At least it's difficult. Um, and it's very, very real. It's sort of a mix of, of like, cheers and, like, a play. 
It's really hard to describe, but it takes place in a bar owned by a family and all of the changes that happen there and all the people who come in and day drink, essentially. So uh, there you go. Maybe it doesn't having... sound that different than a pickleback. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Although I bet you they would not serve picklebacks. <laughs> they probably would not. Bar. All right. And that's available online only, right? Yeah. So you go to uh, louisck.com and you buy per episode. And he's okay. actually making it week to week. And he is directing it and writing it and starring in it. And Alan Alda's in it. And um, um, help me out here. The dude from Boardwalk Empire. Uh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi's in it. Kicking butt. Uh, there's lots of great people. It's, it's an insane task. Oh, here's another, here's another quiz question. Uh, Nurse Jackie. That chick from The Sopranos, right? Yes. What's her name? Oh, I'm sorry. My brother's going to be so mad that I forgot her name. She's great. Edie Falco. Falco. Oh! Okay, we're so weird, guys. We're literally, we are literally looking right at each other, like pointing at each other in the same physical space. Which never space. happens. I don't know if this is exciting for any of you, but no, it's very exciting it's for not. us. All right, so, uh, so that's what we're digging. Uh, picklebacks and what's the show called again? Horace and Pete. Horace and Pete. So uh, as always, we want to hear what you guys are digging. So send out a tweet. Just put at ExploreWTS in it. We'll pass it on to everybody else. Shoot us a note on Facebook, whatever, but let us know what you're digging. Thanks. All right, credits. First off, thank you to HCMA Architecture and Design for their support of the show. And a shout out to all 50 plus staff in Vancouver and Victoria who aim to deliver places and spaces that enhance the lives of those who live, work, and play within them. I wanna give a huge shout out to all of our amazing Patreon supporters. And if you love what we do and you wanna be a part of helping the show happen, please go to supportwts.com. Hey, we hit a thousand likes on our Facebook page. You too can like us there. Just search for Where There's Smoke. And on Twitter, we are at ExploreWTS. Where There's Smoke is created by Brett Guida and Nick Jaworski in a bubble of togetherness. Every week they give WTS their full undivided attention in a safe environment where they listen with a view to understanding what's going on for the show. Dylan Davis is our research assistant. The theme song was written and recorded by Des McKinney and remixed by our very own Nick. Nick, what other musical artists were featured in this show? All right, this week we've got music from Scott Gratton, Mads, Blue Dot Sessions, Poddington Bear, Ketza, Brett Von Donsel, Broke for Free, Enya, The Buckwheat Boys, and Kevin McLeod. I got it right this time. You can join our mailing list by texting the word SMOKE to 66866 or go to our website, wherethersmoke.co. You got a podcast? Thinking about starting one? Want it to sound awesome? Check out Nick's company at podcastmonster.com. And if you're interested in having me do a training for your business team or speak at an event, email us at connect at where there's smoke.co. As next week is a holiday weekend and Nick and I need some quality time with the people we love, there will not be a show next week. But we will be back in full force in two weeks' time. And that leaves us with just one piece of unfinished business. Nick's embarrassing childhood confession all right i'm a man of my word for it <laughs> um so here's the thing so i was, i thought about i took a walk i put you, some you did take a walk i put some deep thought into this and i was like what was i embarrassed about as a kid i'm gonna push through this and i realized that actually i wasn't really motivated by embarrassment at the time so i don't actually have that many stories of like oh my god everyone saw my underwear or whatever but in retrospect when I think about my childhood, I was a dumb looking kid. <laughs> and what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a picture oh, and then we're going to post it <laughs> on, 
on Facebook, which is why you had to be here for this. We should be filming like one of those YouTube reaction it's, videos. So right this now. is essentially what I looked like in in <laughs> like fifth grade. <laughs> oh, 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 oh my gosh! You look like a forty-five-year-old librarian. <laughs> maybe who maybe lives grade. in the basement. So if you want to see this moment, I want to see the photo. Just go to Facebook. I probably won't tag my name on it. <laughs> maybe not. And so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll let you look at it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, um, way to step up in honor of Betnik. And uh, in appreciation of your integrity. Thank you. I want to give you a gift. Surely what you must want. And surely what I think everyone wants. More. It's peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Wait. Thanks for listening. We love you. We'll see you in two weeks. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Now there you go. There you go. There you go. Big pop.